Greetings, this is Nathan, and uh, today joining with me is Pastor Jordan, and uh, we want to talk with you, or we want to take this episode to share a little bit about pastoral care. Uh, Brother, what a uh, privilege and what a blessing and what a high responsibility it is to care for the Lord's people. And there are uh, ways that faithful pastors um, uh, approach this, and we just want to take this episode uh, to share with you um, how it is that we've arrived um, at least this way, or one way of caring for the flock that the Lord's entrusted us to. So maybe you could start our time out by by answering that question. Uh, what what is that? What is our strategy, and why is it that we are taking this approach? Yeah, brother, it would be my joy to try to give a little context to that. First thing I would say is no plan is a bad plan, and we want to have some some plan. We're under no delusion that it's the way or or you know the the perfect way at all, uh, but it is a way, and we trust that it's not just a way that came out of the recesses of our little pea brain, but call our strategy tend my lambs. It comes right out of John chapter twenty one, and you'll remember that situation. Jesus had risen from the dead. The disciples did not yet know it. All they knew was that Jesus was dead. And um, G, uh, Peter says, I, I'm going fishing. And so he, go, he goes back to his old way of life. And he goes back to what he was familiar with. But on the shore of the sea where Peter's fishing... Jesus, the risen Lord, is cooking breakfast for Peter. And we're told in that passage, John 21, verse 9, that um, Jesus was cooking on a charcoal fire. That word's only used two times in the New Testament. The other time is just a few chapters before where Peter's denying Jesus, warming himself by a charcoal fire. So mm. you've smelled charcoal before. Yeah. And so uh, mm. two times in the Bible where you, where you see a charcoal fire first time Peter's denying Jesus here at the second time, the same Jesus risen from the dead is, is cooking breakfast for Peter uh, on a charcoal fire. So there's no doubt like the smells remind us mm -hmm. of situation in our life, you know, years before, I mean, this is only a few days before. So Peter, no doubt would have been recollecting just by virtue of that smell, what he had done the last time he, he was by charcoal fire. Mm -hmm. So what does Jesus do? Jesus says to him in, in John 21, 12, come have breakfast. He, he feeds him. He, he restores him. And just like Peter denied three times, there's a threefold repetition that follows in that conversation of a full restoration of Peter to Christ. And, and the series goes, as is so familiar, Jesus says, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? To which Peter says, yes, Lord, you know, I love you. So Jesus says, tend my lambs. Hmm. What Jesus is doing is injecting into Peter his heart for, yes, Peter, but also, as we'll find out later in the New Testament, Peter calls himself a fellow elder among you. He hmm. makes him a shepherd of sheep. And so what does it look like to love Jesus as a shepherd? It looks like tend my lambs. And then the second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know, I love you. So what does Jesus say? Shepherd my sheep. Third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? 
And we're told Peter was grieved because he said a third time, do you love me? And, and he said, Lord, you know, you know all things. You, you know that I love you. And what does Jesus say? Tend my sheep. Yeah. So our, our strategy of uh, tend my lambs, as we call it, it, is really because you and I and our other pastors have been proverbially on that same seashore. We have mm-hmm. set beside Jesus. We have smelled that fire. And he has so worked in our heart by his grace, not only to restore us to himself, but I trust in some measure by the spirit's power to give us his heart yeah. for his sheep. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what we do. Yeah. 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 That's so helpful. Um, so helpful uh, to, to allow that to be what guides our approach. Uh, because when Jesus was with him there in John twenty twenty one, 21, uh, he says to him, uh, peace be with you. Mm-hmm. As the Father has sent me, mm-hmm. so I send you. Mm. And uh, he would know it was not, not in a sense to die for people, but in the pattern in which the Father had sent him. The example, the imitation uh, of Christ is so, is so helpful. Amen. Um, let me yeah. come at you, brother. Okay. All right. You're you're an under shepherd also mm-hmm. of the chief shepherd, God Himself, and uh, you're part of trying to employ this this strategy we've come up with. So I've kind of given the spirit of it, and it comes from John 21. But there's some practical aspects to it. One of which is two times a year, uh, we send a questionnaire to our congregation. We we request that they fill it out if they're willing to do so, and there's just a handful of questions on it. Can you talk not about the kind of the form question one, question two, mm-hmm. but more the spirit? Like why do that? Why, yeah. why a couple times a year send folks soul care questions? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think that's a wonderful question because the form is in and of itself quite underwhelming. I mean, if, if you've, if you're still listening then you hear the <laughs> intro and you, you think, Really, that's the uh, that that's a strategy is you you send a form with uh, questions, and yeah, again, it, it is underwhelming. But the heart underneath this approach is uh, it's it's one of multiple ways that our pastors are trying to be faithful stewards of this responsibility that God has entrusted us with. Um, Acts. 2028, when uh, Paul is speaking, gathering together the elders uh, at the church at Ephesus, and he's telling them to be on guard for themselves and to be on guard for all the flock among which the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood uh that that's massive and you you couple that with um the proverb uh proverbs 27 23 the uh know well the condition of your flocks pay attention to your herds you've uh drawn out the example of christ um and we see it uh that the ministry of uh, paul to several churches and he uses a phrase in there that has been helpful for us in our understanding 
Um, and I'll, the two examples, one to the Thessalonians and one to the Philippians, where to the Thessalonians, he says to them, having so fond an affection for you, we were well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives, because you've mm-hmm. become very dear to us. And with the Philippians, uh, he says, God is my witness for how I long with you all or long for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And so uh, this is this approach that we've taken uh, really is because we want to be faithful stewards of the people that Christ has shed his blood for. Uh, We want to be uh, uh, we want to be on guard, not reactive, not not waiting back for something uh, not, not waiting back for someone to become entangled with sin, not waiting back for somebody to uh, be, be crushed with suffering. They want to be on guard. We want to be diligent. And um, this, is a, this approach we found has been a helpful way for, um, for members to be able to, to, to give an account of what's going on in their life. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that we're, we're not the Holy spirit and we don't, we don't know everything that's going on in a, in an, in a member's life. And so this is a way for, uh, for members to be able to share with us, um, just through these questions, this being able to describe briefly, just their walk with the Lord, um, gives opportunity for them to be able to speak about, What's home life been like? Um, what, what have conversations with children been like? Any of them showing any signs of convert, signs of conversion? Um, how's vocation life going? Uh, relationships that are there, needs being met, and mm. what's it like as a as a member of the church? What are, what are things you're encouraged about? What are areas you see uh, that we need to grow? What are what are your relationships like with? other mm-hmm. members. Uh, so that's just a, uh, we hope, uh, an effort to be, uh, responsible with the, with the souls that the Lord's entrusted us with. And it is underwhelming and we don't put our hope and confidence in that form. Uh, it, it's a, it's an expression of our love for you. And, um, we, we just love this faith family that God's entrusted to our care and for right now, this seems to be uh, a responsible approach with that. But so let me let me lob a, let me lob this question at you, um, because perhaps it could, you know, one might think that this is just an approach that we take for uh, for for members. Um, but we know that we're as pastors, we're sheep. So Jordan, as a sheep, uh, how has this approach been beneficial to your own soul? Oh man, uh, immensely so, and in many ways, but, uh, let me just give kind of a, a, a word picture or a mental image <laughs> of myself. Uh, I am a sheep and oh. that's first and foremost, uh, I'm a, I'm a Christian before I'm a pastor, before I'm a husband, before I'm anything, I'm, I'm God's child. I'm a sheep. I therefore need his shepherding and in his word, he's made very clear. He loves to provide that through pastors. So even though I'm a pastor, I need pastors. And I put it this way before, uh, 
a pastor who doesn't have pastors is not a biblical pastor. So I need, I need pastors. So here's the, here's the mental image or kind of word picture, man, you've heard about the, the proverbial black sheep. Well, Mm -hmm. that's exactly what uh, I would be because if I didn't have shepherds in my life, helping me walk with Jesus, caring for my soul, uh, because like a pig, I'd be out there rolling around in the mud. I'd be, I'd be a black sheep because I'd be, I'd be mangy and matted up. My, my wool would be all like tangled up in knots. I'd be having uh what does Rick call it? Uh, sticking to Jesus, like a cuckaburra. I have yeah. cuckaburras all up in my, in my wool. And, uh, I, I'd need a, I need a fresh trim because I'd be like, I'd be puffy as a cloud (laughs) so man i need i need it's not like a it's not like a uh optional you know auxiliary benefit i need pastoral care i'm a sheep that's that's god's good wise loving design for my own profitability Mm -hmm. and uh Anyway, uh, Hebrews thirteen seventeen says to me that I am to obey my leaders and submit to them, for they keep watch over my soul as those who will give an account. Nathan oh. Sawyer oh. is going to stand before Jesus one day, and, and in some shape, form, or fashion, Jesus is going to say, tell me about oh. Jordan Thomas's spiritual well-being. but you don't have to give an account for that Mm -hmm. but here's the here's the the accent mark of that verse let them do this with joy and not with grief for that would be unprofitable for you yeah so even though the verse is clearly saying hey man your your leader's gonna give an account for you the accent mark of the verse is therefore jordan as a sheep let nathan and your other pastors be able to do this shepherding work and the ultimate account giving with, with joy. Don't let them do it with grief because I would be a loser. It would be mm-hmm. in that case, it, it would be unprofitable for me if I'm just like making it terribly hard on y'all. No, man, you can't, you can't know anything about my life. You can't peer in. You can't, you can't walk with me. You can't get into my business and gospel me and help me with the word. No, 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 no. That's not your loss. That's my loss, yeah. according to Hebrews 13, 17. So I just want to say, as a sheep, uh, when I get that form <laughs> that you are the one that typically sends out, and I know it's coming soon, uh, which, while we're doing this episode, when I get that form, I don't think, okay, um, let me give some static plastic responses. Yeah, I'm thinking, I, if you're going to stand before God for me, Here's like one or two or three main things that I really want you praying about. And you can ask me any question you want to, mm-hmm. to help me, you know, help me make some progress here because I'm, I'm, I'm painfully slow in my awesome. sanctification <laughs> and I will take any stimulant. If you got some, uh, you got some rocket fuel you can pour in my tank, then bring it on brother. <laughs> yeah. What an invitation. I, I mean, it is, it is, it's just a, it's an invitation. Uh, we're, we're just inviting people to, uh, share with us the things that the Lord's doing in their life and, uh, areas that they may be struggling in. And again, we're not putting any confidence in the questions that are asked. And uh, mm. I hope that reflects itself in the very last thing that we ask, which is, 
uh, is there anything in particular that we can discuss, discuss or pray with you concerning or rejoice with you um, about uh, there may be some things that are happening in, in a person's life that um, aren't necessarily captured in one of the questions. So we're not the Holy Spirit that unlocks, that has the key to unlock your heart. Um, but I'm, I'm thankful that you spoke into the practical benefit that you as a sheep, as a member who also is a shepherd for the flock mm-hmm. is receiving from this labor uh, of, of love. And I think in some ways that's, that's uh, at least one of the things that Peter mentioned to uh, the elders in first Peter, as he exhorted their elders as a fellow elder, this mm-hmm. phrase toward the end proving to be examples to the flock. And so, um, we need care and you illustrated and underscored that, um, that truth so well. So brother, thank you, Mm. um, for this, this has been helpful. I'm, I'm thankful for, uh, just a a recipient of the pastoral care. My, my family is blessed by that. So, um, thankful for the opportunity for this episode on tend my lambs. Um, but as we wrap this episode up, uh, do want to share again that uh, Pastor Trey uh, mentioned um, that a new uh, form, kind of a uh, new installment of this would be released uh, really soon. And it covers the span of July through December. And so for the next six months, um, all of your elders uh, will be seeking to care for all of the members that God has entrusted us with. And so <clears throat> when you see that form, we would encourage you to take advantage uh, of this of this opportunity. Uh, if it's something that's not helpful for you, uh, that's OK. Uh, we're, we really are uh, OK with that. Um, uh, but we do look forward to the opportunity of being able to be Lord willing face to face. Uh, but if not that, uh, the opportunity to be able to sit with you and, uh, and, and care for you um, in a way that the Lord would want us to do that. So mm. thank you, brother. Uh, love you. I'm grateful for you and uh, the pastors that God's given us and thankful for this uh, precious flock that God's entrusted to our care. Amen. I'm going to do one more. You, gonna, you know me, bro. Yeah, go. I'm doing one more thing. It, I'm, I'm sitting in my house right now, so I'm actually seeing the spot where Rick Couples has set. Hmm. The spot where it's a different spot. Nate Sawyer set. It's a very similar spot where Brian Smith set, where Matt Nash set, where Hunter Coy set, where Jim Suggs has set, and come to my house with Tracy and the kids sitting around talking about how are the Thomases doing spiritually? How can hmm. we pray for you? Jordan has... Uh, I mean, uh, Tracy, how is uh, Jordan uh, loving you? And, mm. you know, what's, it, what's the atmosphere of the home like? And is there laughter in your home? <laughs> and mm. questions like that, Rick doing his soul surgery. So um, one of the things we, we love to say to our interns and residents who, who are praying about aspirations toward pastoral ministry or vocational ministry or something like that, we, we say, well, we're going to tattoo on your back we make house calls. Yeah. And I just want to underline that's not obligatory. We ain't coming to nobody's house who, who doesn't 
welcome us. <laughs> so uh, we, we ain't forcing ourselves on anybody. But I wanted to give an illustration to say, you and all those other brothers I named have literally sat in the room I'm sitting in right now mm. and done soul care for us, for which I'm eternally grateful. Mm. So thank you, brothers, for mm-hmm. caring for our souls. Mm. Love you. Yeah, love, love you too, brother. Church. Amen. All right. Thanks for the talk. Yeah, brother. Holla. <laughs>